Shout out to Skip. <laughs> yeah. So I just lay back, post, drip a cup. When niggas come through, we roll the woods up. We laugh about the good times that we had. Fuck that. Don't talk about it. Shit, I said. Who niggas matching them? The game's over. All right, we back. We need answers podcast. The weed episode today. We're gonna to be discussing a connoisseur, uh, CEO of Charm City Organics Company. My guy Carl. Every episode, I introduce how I know my guest, uh, Carl. It's my cousin. We share the same cousin from a different side of the family. I say that a lot because I, I got a very big family. So <laughs> a lot of episodes have been shared cousins. But call my cousin of a cousin. We locked in a long, long time ago and been brothers ever since. It's my dog. So call, um, fresh out of Baltimore, transplant of Atlanta, <laughs> back up to D.C. And um, throughout Throughout his time, he got into different things in college. And Morehouse College graduate in Atlanta, so down in Atlanta, got it. I, that's probably where you you jumped off with the weed, right? Yeah, strictly yeah, introduced the weed <laughs> and been been there ever since. So, talk about how because I know even when I'm out with you, some when people see later on that you smoke, they always be like, "I ain't never think you would smoke shit like that." So, so tell us how you got into smoking from the jump. Uh. Smoking, I mean, honestly. Or weed, period, however. Just just being in school, socially, I guess, dealing with people who smoked. For, for a long time, I didn't smoke, right? It really yeah. wasn't until my junior year of college that I started smoking. Um, and at the time, uh, one of my guys who I'm still really, really close with uh, was a few, few years older than me, uh, two other guys who I kind of hung out with a lot. And the four of us would literally be together every single day mm-hmm. smoking weed, mm-hmm. right? Starting in like junior year. Just one day we decided to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond just like I think building bonds with people, it was just I realized how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right? It was really an outlet for me, um, especially if it was some good weed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a woman had a lot to do with it too, uh-huh. right? Uh, talking to dating somebody who smoked when yeah. I didn't smoke, okay, and being around it all the time okay. certainly like ultimately played a part. She put you um, down in me trying it, um, but for me it was just it was just an opportunity at the time to be around people, um, build bonds mm-hmm. and and shit. I liked it, right? Like, yeah. like that's the simple part of it. Like right. I just I enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. In hindsight, I'm happy that I, I guess, I started smoking when I did. Yeah. I think had I started smoking in high school. It would have been or worse. Any, or any er- earlier. Not to say it would have been worse, but, you know, it's it's a it's still a drug. It's a vice. It's something you have to spend money on. That True. Yeah, preoccupies yeah, 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 yeah. your time. That and makes you, you feel we ain't had money way, like right? that in high school, like, as in the yeah, college and, adult. And at, at a certain maturity level, I feel like, cool, that's when I was supposed to start doing it. Yeah, right? yeah. It works different for everybody, but yeah, no, it just it just kind of started back in college, mm-hmm. um, and just just being in an atmosphere where it wasn't as much stigma associated with smoking weed. You know, everybody's yeah. in school, everyone's quote unquote successful, doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, right. Um, so so doing it really didn't have the stigma that it had. If I was back home. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, Look at a knucklehead smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. So, so um, 
I, I, me myself, I got into it late too, off of the same thing. I, it was a girl. I remember the two times I actually smoked was with a girl, and that's what got me into it. And and the effects and what happened afterwards <laughs> is what is what why I locked in, and I was like, okay, this a go. It's definitely a go now, and I I locked in. But I ain't grow. I ain't smoking high school evil coming up, but. I always thought that's one thing I hate to say it, a cliche corny line, but that's one thing I always thought looked cool for real. <laughs> like when niggas uh, like rappers and shit and the music and all that, I always thought we smoking look cool or whatever. So that was one thing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so getting into it in, in college, um, what made you what made you go to which was a smart idea to go to go the business route? And and when I say the business route, anybody and everybody probably in sold some kind of way at some point in their life. But instead of going, did you go that route first? Just selling it, like getting it and selling it like streetwise? Yeah. Okay. Right. right. Um, <laughs> naturally, without saying any names, it, it was honestly by opportunity. And before I, before I ever even thought I would grow weed, um, like selling weed, like I could talk about it now clearly mm-hmm. much differently than anybody ever could then right mm-hmm. because it doesn't have the same like stigma that it always used to have yeah um but the, the long and short of it was at the time in atlanta i got to meet a guy who actually grew weed on a farm in north georgia okay right clearly what he was doing was illegal yeah right but you look at the industry what year now, was this 2000 this would have been eight seven two thousand Eight two thousand nine, so two thousand nine. So it definitely About was ten no, years ago. It was no even in Georgia near. now. It's still illegal. It, okay, all right. right. So it like was it's still illegal in Georgia. So okay, what he's doing, this man has passed on, right? Okay. Like, so what he what he was doing was completely illegal, uh-huh. right? But even you look at a lot of states now where it is legal, Denver. I mean, Colorado, yeah. Oregon, uh-huh. Washington, California, right? A lot of the people who are successful, right, who are millionaires <clears throat> in, in this in this industry. Definitely started from illegal, illegal black market yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. For, for 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 what it's worth, right? Um, at the time I was living, this was my junior year in college. I was living with a family friend who was involved with this dude mm-hmm. who grew the weed, mm-hmm. right? And this was the first time, like like people who went to school with me can say for a fact that the cheese that I had at that time was some of like the best weed to this day that okay. I've smoked. Right, and that's what the dude cheese. was growing. Like, that's what the dude was growing. The uh-huh. dude was growing some cheese that was fucking it. That's some of the best shit you smoke before to this day. Oh, right shit. to this day, cheese now is like that's you know it's a regular ago. strain. It's like <laughs> it's like when you talk about OGs or cookies. Or right, cheese is just like okay. it's just a, it's, it's, it's like among those that that elite strains. Okay. Right, okay. But okay. That, at the time, the dude was growing the shit. We was getting the shit from him, mm-hmm. and you know I never got no trouble. Shit never went. South for me, yeah. right? Which I'm blessed to say that, uh-huh. right? But that's what kind of introduced me to that aspect of it. Um, I, it wasn't until like like years later, just by chance, being in D.C., where it became legal that I actually started growing weed. And at mm-hmm. that time, you know, I was a fucking college kid then. At this time, you know, I'm working, I have a career. Mm-hmm. I just smoke weed, right? Yeah. Like, I enjoy smoking weed. I smoke weed every day, which means I'm buying weed. However, often I'm buying weed to smoke weed. Every now, I remember day, you said you right? started growing because my, yeah. you wanted to smoke yeah. it. That's my, all my, the real my, reason. My, my my initial motivation was literally like, to have some weed to smoke. It's legal. 
I want to have some weed to smoke. Man. I want to buy weed from people. Which is smart. Right. Which is smart. Cut your uh, costs <laughs> and triple it if you can. There's a guy who, you know, like, like people always ask me, well, how'd you learn how to do it? Mm. Right. Um, and I, I don't know what to compare it to. Right. Mm. What I kind of compare it, compare it most to is like being a barber. Mm. Right. Like you go get a haircut and everybody who has a good haircut has a different barber. Right. Yeah. Just because. The barber cuts your hair well doesn't mean he can he cut, cut my yeah, hair well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but to learn how to be a barber ain't something you can like Google yeah, or, yeah. or watch a video of, right? Like you gotta go fuck some people' heads up, <laughs> and then you're a good barber, <laughs> right? Like, you like, learn you, as you, you go. You learn by yeah. you know you learn by practice. Yeah. And so I started. I started because I met this guy who actually lived out in California. was was from California. Mm. Grew out in California for a while. You know, had worked up in the mountains trimming weed, and you know he had gone through that whole experience. And who he moved to DC, we got introduced through a mutual friend, and for like a few years we would talk loosely about, oh, I want to grow, I want to grow, I want to yeah. grow. You know, and it's more than just saying, oh, I want to grow weed and put a fucking light. And you was telling him, that I was you telling him to, that, okay. right? Like uh, I want to grow, uh -huh. but it really wasn't until I was able to like be in an opportunity where I could provide a space to do it, oh, make okay. it worthwhile, and I was yeah. able to do it, right? Uh -huh. People think, oh, I, just put a plant in a fucking pot and, it grows. and put it in, but the, it ain't put that, it in the closet and put it like, like it doesn't, it don't work like that, yeah. right? Like not if you want to grow good shit. So even when I first started and I kind of thought I knew what I was doing, my first harvest, if I could even call it, call it that, uh -huh. was, was, Straight tea bag, you know, like, like, like <laughs> what that mean? Like, if I imagine if you broke down a tea bag and smoked it, like, okay, that's how bad oh, that okay, shit okay, was, okay. right? It was like, some garbage, like, like some some garbage, yeah, right, complete garbage. And I'm not, uh, what strain was it? Oh man, it was called Double Purple Doja, right? It was called Double <laughs> that Purple Doja. Like some some bullshit. No, nah, it was supposed to be good. Oh, I right. think had I known what I was doing, I probably could have grown it better, right? right? But it was a learning experience, and so like I've always been like very obsessive with shit. Mm -hmm. Like if it's some shit I'm looking at, it could be a fucking book bag, some boots, some jeans. You want to do your homework. I'm, like I do my homework, yeah. right? So I kind of took a step back from like, I guess what the initial motivation was. And I was like, I really want to learn yeah. the why of Take this shit. Like learn how this shit work, right? Uh -huh. um, and I just started researching, like if I'm going to grow weed, like what's the best possible way to mm -hmm. grow weed? Mm -hmm. uh, from there we got, I got into what I'm doing now, which is pretty much is called no-till gardening, right? Okay. You're, you're trying to replicate nature by making soil, right? And allowing the soil to take care of the plant, right? Okay. You're not focusing so much on the plant. You're focusing on the soil. Uh -huh. And from there, I just started building my own soil, mm -hmm. right? Like I literally hand make the soil myself. Mm -hmm. I use a basic recipe, which is compost, peat moss, and lava rocks, Right. Sound sound That's very it. technical. And from there, all you're using is, is plain water, right? But you can grow anything in this soil. Tomatoes, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to grow, right? I'm choosing to grow weed in it, but you could grow anything in this soil. Right. So that was the first step. Like, I want to make it, like, the healthiest way possible to consume it. Okay. Right? I don't just want to say, oh, I'm growing weed and, and that be that, right? But I want to make it the healthiest possible way to consume it. And then I learned, like, more about the genetics aspect of it and what breeders and you know, gen genetics companies out there are actually, like, doing this shit the right way. Mm. Um, and from there, it just kind of built, right? It just kind of built. I just kind of kept putting more into it, right? Shit just got better. I think I developed, like, more of a foundation with 
just people who, who support me, mm-hmm. right? Who like the shit I grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the motivation, like I said, in and of itself was just, I wanted to smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. I mean, right? that, that makes sense. That um, makes total sense. That was it. So when you, when you first got into it at this time, what year was this? Shoot. Uh, November made four years. Damn. So this would have been, this was like, uh, in 15, 16, 15. So at that, at that point in time, what was the law in DC as far as growing? Same as it's been now, right? You could grow legally sort of at your residence, Mm -hmm. right? At your residence, you can grow legally. Um, naturally there's a plant limit initiative 71, which is the law that sort of mandates how you can grow. There is a plant limit. Um, you can have up to two people on a lease, Right, and within mm. the confines of that, you can grow up to twelve plants at a time. How right? much does a plant a plant bring you? Now, now, what there's no limit on is how big you can grow that plant. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so, what what I consider like the laws in D.C. right now, they're gray. Right, they're not black. They're not white. Mm. They're gray. Right, it's a gray area. Mm. That gray area says you can grow X amount of plants. Right, but there's no limit on how big you can grow those plants. Right. Okay. Uh, there's no limit on how much weed you can have in your residence as a result of that plant, mm-hmm. right? You can walk around legally in this in DC with up to two ounces on your person. Okay, right, like on your person, two ounces of weed. So anybody walking down A Street, anybody walking down any other anywhere in DC, you can just have can't sell it. No, you okay. can't legally sell weed, but you okay. can gift it, right? I can say to you, yeah, I, I have this ten this- grams of weed. Right. Uh, um, or, or no, I'm sorry. I can say to you, hi, I have this, uh, this, this cup, mm-hmm. right. I'm selling these cups for hundred dollars, which would be the cost of the right? weed. I'm, I'm selling you this cup for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You buy that cup from me uh-huh. and as a gift, I'll give you this grass. I give you this amount of weed. Okay. Right? It's stupid. Okay. Like on his face, it's stupid. But, but it's all about terminology. It's the law. Yeah. Right? The, the law. law requires the terminology. The yeah. Right. Okay. Um, an industry that's very popular in D.C. right now are your, like, you know, the pop-ups, right? Yeah, yeah. All the, the little weed pop-ups. And I generally avoid them. I avoid them for a few reasons. One, like, what I've learned in the few that I've gone to, there are not many growers there. Okay, right? like people who actually grow their own weed. Maybe people that buy and who, weed and, and sell who, it, and who take pride in their craft, like like I do. And mm-hmm. I'm not just the only grower in DC. There's a lot of growers, yeah, right, yeah. that I respect. But the, what I've realized is those people aren't at those pop ups. Yeah, right. Um, so and and the pop ups don't really encourage growers to be there, right? Do they send representatives or they got? Nah, I mean no. It's literally, I mean you you can be anybody, right? People who want to buy weed, sell some weed, make some money. You host a venue, you put it on Eventbrite or whatever, Uh and that's how it goes. And it's legal to do those in DC. Um, Yeah, it's legal to do it. Okay, right now a lot of them have been raided because of course you have people who go overboard and go over the top and you know take yeah. shit to the next extreme yeah so a lot of them have been like raided and police raids of course a lot of them have been robbed mm. <laughs> right people steal shit off your table and it, it just to me kind of fosters the crab in the bucket mentality that yeah. even though it's legal i can see that it's no different than like being on the fucking street corner selling weed to me yeah. right like yeah. it's no different than that right and like that ain't really why i got into it right mm-hmm. like like and all things you do, you want to make money, right? You want it to be like worthwhile. 
but that wasn't my motivation. Right? Yeah. This isn't my sort of uh, exclusive source of income, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. right? For me, it's building a brand, building like a craft, right? Um, being respected, business. being respected by people who are who are in the industry, being respected by people who just observe what I do, right? Right? Even if they don't smoke, mm-hmm. like this shit ain't just some fruitless endeavor, but it, it also isn't. Um, what feeds you? What feeds me, right? So I try to avoid the situations where I feel like what I'm doing is no different than what someone would be doing on the streets. Right. Right. And to me, that's what those pop-ups and shit are. So that's why I avoid them. Mm-hmm. That's why I avoid them. Um, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. So when you, when you base off your, your, your uh, rounds in both life, what's, what's the benefits and the cons, the pros and cons of both? Like, I know, I remember one time you was telling me about how people from Baltimore want a certain weed and it really be some bullshit. Like, a lot of people want diesel, diesel, but it's like, you can, it's more shit out here than that. Yeah, all right. I look at it through two lenses, right? Being from where I'm from, but also, like, sort of experiencing what I've experienced. I guess on the one hand, people who are from the streets that have always been drug dealers in their mind <laughs> think like who, who the fuck is he and why should we listen to anything he has to say this nigga don't know nothing right? this nigga ain't grow up experiencing certain shit and that's fine right I don't pay that no mind yeah. and the people who I went to school with are like oh well Carl just graduated to go grow weed and sell drugs and like like what's wrong with him and I, I look at it I look at it through the lens of like I don't really don't care what nobody think about what I do or how I do as it. As you should. Right? You should. Like and it's easy to say that, but like really when I when I hear shit about people judging me <laughs> one way or another, it just motivate me more. Yeah. Right? To like yeah. prove them wrong. I remember it was this girl who I who I went to school with who I heard like through the grapevine. She she had come to DC and she wanted to get some weed from me. Uh uh-huh. and got some weed from me. And then and then I hear from a like a mutual friend some months later or some weeks later she had said to him, like, I don't I don't know what's wrong with Carl. He's just selling weed. Like, <laughs> he just graduated from school to sell weed. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why the fuck you bought a weed from yeah, me? Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah. Like, like you you're going to win and fucking bought this shit from somebody else. Yeah. Like, But to me, it was like, people don't, I think, um, like, but what, what became important later was, like, realizing that this is an industry dominated by white people. Mm. I'm not nearly where I want to be. Right, uh, long term with with the shit, but it, it it was just fascinating to me that not I guess not more people appreciate it that I was somebody black trying to like I guess be in this industry yeah. and do it the right way. And there were plenty of people who did. Like, don't get me wrong, plenty of people who supported me and all that shit. But I what I'm saying is, for the times that I, that I didn't feel that or I felt like motherfuckers were judging me, it was it was surprising. Like it was yeah. genuinely surprising because mm-hmm. I'm like looking at it like yeah like this is a this is a industry one of the fastest growing industries like in this country right in the world um they just wasn't looking at it as a legit business they weren't looking at it as a legit business mm-hmm. right like I think people were just looking at it for just what it is like, what weed, is what is called it. like weed what yeah, is he yeah, doing yeah, like that ain't that ain't right but, but everybody who knows know that that's the way of the world right now so yeah you got on it at the perfect time for real honestly like because that's when all the laws change is eventually it's going to be 100 percent legal all over 
It's the same with prohibition. Just like with liquor back in the day. Like everything Very that similar. it was frowned on end up being legit. And and if the government can make some money all of a sudden, they're going to do that shit. And, and, and here's the difference right now, right? You have a lot of states that have made it legally, like legal rather, be it medicinally or recreationally. Uh-huh. But a lot of states have made it legal. But until the federal government makes it legal... There's going to be a black and gray market. There just is. Mm. Right? There just is. Which means what? Well, why do people go buy weed off the streets? For two reasons. It's either better than what they could buy legally or it's cheaper than what they can buy legally. Yeah. Right? And oftentimes, the weed that you can go buy on the streets is better and cheaper than what you could go buy in a dispensary. Okay. Right? That's a simple reason. Okay. Then you got people like me who don't want their fucking names in some database saying yeah, smoke yeah, weed yeah. and you know all the other technical aspects of it. Yeah. But until it's federally legal, you're gonna have a black and gray market. So you compare it to pro, pro, uh, prohibition. prohibition, prohibition, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know how long it lasted, but I'm sure at the point in which you know the federal government made it legal. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there were still people who were choosing to go to their little speakeasies yeah. and drink and get it on the side and get it yeah. on the side. Yeah. Right. But at a point, like there is no black market for liquor. Yeah. All right. Cause you can get and it. Now you don't hear about fucking bootleggers. And yeah. Yeah. People making hooch in their basement. Like, like no, nobody do that shit no more. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody do that shit no more. Yeah. But even in California where it's like legal, you still got plenty people of people that selling on the streets and shit. Sell on the streets, yeah, yeah. plenty of illegal groves. Because anytime plenty you of get whole, it for you cheaper, know what I'm saying? All that, that shit, right? In mm-hmm. Oregon. In Oregon, they had like a million pound surplus of weed in twenty eighteen. Mm. That plenty of farmers had to like literally get their weed confiscated. Please don't be naive and think some of that shit wasn't sold on the yeah, side or yeah. whatever, right? No. So course. until it's federally illegal, it's it's going to inevitably promote the black market yeah right it's going to promote the black market and that's just people who choose to go buy weed from the weed dealer they've known for 10 years Mm -hmm. versus this new fucking Mm pop-up uh or this new fucking weed shop that opened up down the street yeah right um for somebody like me i see the benefits in both and i'm not like saying oh yeah i sell weed but what i'm saying is you want to turn your business legit, right? I have nothing against the fucking people that are opening up businesses and, like, making themselves a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. I guess what I do have a problem with is the lack of representation, like, for the black people, yeah. right? For black people in particular. Is it harder for black people? I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, all things are harder for black people, right? Facts, what I'm saying, what, what, what makes this industry different is... The visual evidence of how how many black people have gone to jail for selling, smoking, possessing weed versus white people. True. And now how many white people are in this industry versus black people, right? Uh-huh. There are only like one or two black-owned cannabis companies that have like a national footprint that I can think of. What's that? Uh, Viola's one. Okay. Right? That's, that's uh, Al Harrington. Al Harrington's right? brand. Yeah. Al Harrington's brand, right? Uh Viola's one, and, and I'm not being, I, I can't even think of another one. Okay. I legit, off the top of my head, mm-hmm. can't think of another one, right? And by national footprint, I mean, like, this is a brand that has dispensaries in multiple states where it is legal to have dispensaries, right? The weed that is being sold in those dispensaries is being cultivated by that dispensary. Like, the whole operation is there. Okay. Right? Um, no gimmick. It's... 
and again, I don't know what to compare it to because I get questions sometimes that it's hard for me to answer it, and I don't want to be like a dickhead to people and they think like, oh, this motherfucker think, yeah, <laughs> like, and, and that ain't what I'm going for. But people you. will ask me shit like. Like, do you sell weed to dispensaries? And I'd be like, just thinking to myself, like, do you even think about how that shit worked before you ask me this you're shit? Right, like, right, right. no, I'm not selling weed to somebody's dispensary. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm a, I'm a motherfucker that grows in his spare bedroom. Yeah. Who has built a fucking brand behind doing that shit. You work right? for yourself. Like, like, what I do, I do for myself, mm-hmm. by myself. Right? Um, I've had people say to me, well, I want to invest in you. I'm like, okay, cool. Do you have like a, 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 a X by X square foot space that I could grow in? Because that's the investment you need. That's you need the investment space to grow. I need, right? And the response will be like, nah, I just figured like I could give you a $1,000 and you, and I'm like, you want me to fucking hustle for right, you? Like, right, yeah. That's what you asking yeah, me for, your right? Own, you got your own shit. Like, nah, motherfucker. Like, y'all, yeah. you know, and people don't, people, people see what you've built, but they don't see the failure behind yeah. it. Right, yeah. they don't see the sacrifice behind it. They just see like I could see people looking at it like the same way they would look at it if it was the street. Like on the street, you just buy a pound, flip it, sell it, and yeah. they probably belittle your process with yeah. that same image. Okay, yeah, I got you. Another point of frustration I deal with. <laughs> Go ahead, let it out. <laughs> Anybody who's ever bought, smoked, sold weed knows. You know, it, 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 it is a it is a scaffolded process. What, what I mean? mean by that is, okay, cool. If I'm buying an eighth from you mm-hmm. and you want fifty dollars for an eighth, mm-hmm. right? You want fifty dollars for an eighth. Well, if you're being nice to me, you might charge me ninety dollars for a quarter mm-hmm. because I'm getting two eighths. Right. Yeah. But you'll tell somebody, Oh, I want, you know, X amount for a pound. Mm-hmm. I want X amount for a pound. Mm-hmm. And then what they'll do is they'll try to quote you at an ounce for what they've calculated to be yeah. the lowest possible your money for price that. for an ounce <laughs> based on what you're willing to charge them for a pound. And that's not how it works. So what I'm very good at is telling the motherfucker, well, cool, if you get it for X amount from somebody else, then go see them. Yeah. Because this is my price. Right. Right. <laughs> and I used to be, I guess, a little timid um, dictating terms, dictating uh-huh. like this is the work that I've put in. To make this product the best possible product that I know it could be, mm. right? Um, I've dealt with a little bit of bullshit from like other people who grow, but for the most part, the people who I regard as some of the best, most respected growers in DC mm. respect me, and in my mind, and in, in my mind at least, regard me the same way, right? Mm. But I've naturally dealt with some bullshit. Right, people telling me, "Oh, well, it's a part of the game." I get it from I get it from X, for, you know, I get it from this person for that. Yeah. Well, go get it from that person for that. But right? that's that's the, that's the benefit of growing your own shit because yeah. you can dictate that, and you gotta take pride in it, right? You take pride in the work you put in, so you know what I mean. Don't be timid to ask for what you want on the back end. Right. It took me a while to get to that point. Yeah, I wasn't always at that place where yeah. I was comfortable but saying you, no. I, I know the work want, I put in. You got it. This is what I want you, for. Yeah, period. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's what is your favorite? Is it? Do you have a, a a favorite weed to grow and favorite weed to smoke, or is that all in the same? In terms of growing, what I've I, it's just a handful of breeders I gravitate toward, right? Okay. See junkies, exotic genetics, uh-huh. mass medical strains, mountain organics, and those are the breeders I generally follow. Second generation genetics; those are the breeders I generally follow. And I know, I know if I spend one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, uh-huh. 
on a pack of seeds from them, it's going to be worth my investment, right? You okay. get what you pay for in terms of the genetics. Is that expensive, 150 for seeds? That's, that's, that's premium. When you talk about prices, you get 10 little seeds okay. in a pack, 10, 11 little seeds in a pack. Uh-huh. Some breeders give you more or less, right? But in terms of the research I've done on what these companies have built sort of genetics-wise, mm-hmm. right? I compare the genetics to breeding dogs, Okay. Right. Because I was about to ask you what it what what do you mean by genetics? So it's it's it, you know, cannabis originated as a as a plant somewhere in the world, mm-hmm. right? And over time, people have bred and crossbred and done all types of shit with these plants, mm-hmm. right? And in my mind, there are really only a handful or two of really 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 good sort of mainstream genetics companies. You got people all over this country growing great wheat, breeding great strains. Mm. You don't necessarily have the stature that some of these other companies have, right? Mm. So a lot of the seeds that I'm growing right now are really from smaller companies, right? Smaller companies. One one is from a woman, a black woman I know, who grows NDC. Oh, for like been breeding her own strains for years. Right? What, what is what does that what does that mean to breed? So that means they producing the she's producing the seeds. Yeah, so so to breed a cannabis plant, right, you literally have a male plant and a female plant. Everything that people consume, everything that people smoke is from a female plant, right? Only female plant produce produces bud. Okay. Right? Male plants produce pollen. So if you were to say grow and flower a male plant versus a female plant, that female plant will produce bud and that male plant will produce pollen sacs. Right. And you need both. You need both to, to create okay. new new strains and to sort of continue strains, right? right? So the point at which a male and female enter flower within the first three weeks, right, that male's pollen sacs are going to be not fully developed, but developed enough to spread his pollen. Okay. Right? And then in spreading that pollen um, on the female, right, mm-hmm. that female will grow bud. It'll look like bud, but that bud will be full of seed, right? It'll be full of seeds. And those seeds that are created is a new cross between those two strains, right? And that's how it works. So if you've ever smoked weed with seeds in it, it has seeds in it for like one of a few reasons. It was either like stressed out at some point, it was either like too much heat, too much light, right? One of those factors kind of played into it. So we really not supposed to have, we not supposed to have sticks in it. Seeds, sticks and seeds. Not too many, okay. right? Now, now, inevitably, like, when you grow something, there's going to be a few seeds that develop okay. in it for one reason or another, right? But it shouldn't be sort of seeded throughout, right? Mm-hmm. If you're smoking a plant and it's seeded throughout, that plant has, like, probably been pollinated by something by accident, okay? which doesn't typically happen. Um, but that's how that sort of process works. So um, the, the weed... Oh, so the original question was, would your favorite to smoke and grow? So my favorite to grow probably is from one of those breeders. To smoke, I'm definitely an indica person, right? And um, indica is the one that keep you lit. Or more of a body high, more of a body high, okay. right? Um, more relaxing. I have nothing against either, right? There are sativas that I smoke. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of the sativa hybrids that I've grown have been sort of higher yielders, yielders than my indica hybrids, right? But I prefer... That I prefer the indicas. I'm an indica man. I like to be relaxed. When I'm smoking, I'm smoking to chill. I don't 
need to be like racy and all ready for the day. Like okay. I want to relax, want to chill, you know, drink my coffee or my whiskey and sit back and have a good time. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I go for when I smoke. Um, but you know, I've learned to grow for what people like. And a lot of people like sativas. I got plenty of friends, plenty of people uh, who I deal with who smoke every day before work, every single day before work. I could not imagine it. As somebody who grows weed, smokes it all the time, loves it, I cannot smoke weed and go to work. I can't. It'll yeah. make me, I don't care what kind of strain it is. I don't care what the fuck you done. Like, I'm paranoid. Yeah. I'm thinking everybody know I'm high. <laughs> that, that's just not, yeah. you know. like I never even, understood that either. Even though, and again, I grow and smoke weed. If I could smoke weed all day, I would smoke weed all day. But just not at work. I don't smoke weed before I go to work. I just can't do it. You productive it. If you when you do stuff with weed, under weed? Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know that I don't smoke weed to be productive, so inevitably I feel like when I smoke weed, I'm going to end up sitting back chilling, yeah. relaxing. Um, but when I, when I first started smoking weed, and I'm, I'm being very serious about this, even as good of a student as I was when I first started smoking weed, I noticed it made me like far more studious. Right, I think it matters where I sort of put myself. If I'm in the house and I'm smoking, mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be good for me. Right, <laughs> going to sleep. Um, probably going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but if I smoke and I go out, and my and my and my mission is to like get X, Y, and Z done, mm -hmm. it's definitely going like give get me done. give me that little boost. Yeah, you know, and that sounds crazy. Yeah, that sounds crazy. But um, people get frustrated sometimes when I think people who smoke weed get defensive about how different weed is versus other things but it really is different right i drink i enjoy drinking but the way drinking makes me feel what drinking inspires me to do versus what weed inspires it's me a difference. To, to do is just it's just totally different yeah right um when i'm smoking i can be productive i can be focused on things right mm -hmm. um it, it really is a passion right what i have learned is like working with the plants and being in the garden and shit like that, it is therapeutic, okay. right? Like, it really is. Um, it really is. And I used to take for granted uh, uh, one of the companies that I buy weed from, or I'm sorry, that I buy seeds from, uh, Mass Medical Strains. Um, me and this guy have kind of, you know, talked back and forth and, and, and networked a bit. And, like, he is, a like, a full proponent of this, the spiritual aspects of growing. Okay. Right. And connecting with plants and, and all that stuff. And it could be easily like taken for granted. Right. It could be like aromatherapy. It, it could be easily taken for granted. But um, whenever I'm in the garden, like and I'm working and that I'm spending a few hours, I always make it a point to like play music. Yeah. It might not be classical music yeah. and shit that people that say is sense. good for the plants, but I always make it a point to like to play music. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and just, just it's a, it's you put a lot of time into it. Yeah, right? you put a lot of time into it. Yeah. There's, there's anywhere from, you know, three to four months, right? Sometimes longer between. As far as growing, it takes three or four months. As, as far as growing and like actually seeing a tangible result in the end. Before you, before right? you get to that, how long did it take you to learn how to grow? Shoot, November made four years. I would, I would comfortably say it took me almost two years before I could. Say I knew what I was really doing. Okay. Right before I knew what I was really That's doing. That's when you perfected it. Be, be, before I could like look at a plant and I see that something's going on with the plant, and I just know this is what I need to do. Okay. Right, like this is what I need to do to get this plant back right. 
okay this is what i need to do to like see this process through right so mm-hmm. it took time it okay. took time um, yeah and it's very tedious right it's a very tedious process mm-hmm. um it's a very tedious process but it's an enjoyable process right um it's an enjoyable process gotta have patience it taught me patience it yeah. taught me patience I'm 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 trying to have that patience translate into other sort of aspects of my life, right? Um, but it definitely but taught me patience. You, you it definitely taught me you, yeah, yeah. you have to be to yeah, do it yeah. right. You have to be patient, yeah. right? And 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 it's I would too. See, I would see that's a part of trial and error when you're learning how to grow. Too. Absolutely, you try to rush it. You read then eventually you like shit. I'm spending money on this. I I'm, need to. I'm I putting gotta relax. I'm putting way too much time and money into this to not be patient. To not be patient enough for it to be right in the end. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and to to that end, what a lot of people do wrong is you harvest a plant too early, right? It may look done. The, the buds may look developed. Mm. But you actually have to study what your trichomes look like under a microscope. Okay. Right. So I, I have a I have like a uh, USB powered microscope that okay. I can plug up to my computer, open up my camera that's on my computer. Yeah. Right. And on the full computer. What I always do is I'll take a little, I'll take a little, little mobile table I got, and I'll set it next to the bed that I'm looking at, and I'll try to look. Literally, you got to put the microscope up against the plant, mm-hmm. and clearly, it's one thing if you looking through the microscope with your eye versus being able to see it on a whole computer monitor, and you have to actually study what the trichomes look like. Some real right? scientific and shit. It, and you can Google this shit. Like this ain't just me talking, right? You could yeah. you could Google this this shit, and it'll show you if your trichomes are clear. Mm-hmm. Right, your bud may look done, but if your trichomes are clear, it's not ready yet. Right, okay. your trichome should be cloudy. Like, like it's it's weird. I don't know what else to compare what it to. What is a trichome? Though? The little fucking like mushrooms that okay, you, if okay. you ever see a very macro. But, right, if you see a if you ever see a very macro level image uh-huh. of a cannabis plant, you always see the trichomes. Okay, right? and those are those little. Mushroom like things that you see poking up off of, they're everywhere, yeah, right? They're everywhere, yeah. they're all over the plant. Okay. Right. And when you look at your trichomes, your trichomes should be cloudy to amber, right? Cloudy to amber. Mm. Cloudy is literally, they, they look cloudy. They look like little, little clouds, little sperm <laughs> cells, right? Like the shit is strange, right? Yeah. And the amber ones that sort of have a little bit of brown in them, uh-huh. right? So I always go for like cloudy to amber. Mm-hmm. I want I want cloudy with just just a just a trace amount of amber starting to develop. Okay, right? but I really, for the most part, I don't want to see any clear trichomes, mm-hmm. right? And when you harvest your weed at that point, when you harvest your weed at that point, it's considered like optimal. That's the best time to harvest. Okay, right? If you harvest it too early, no matter what kind of strain it is, it's probably going to give you that paranoid head racy kind of like spaced out feel mm-hmm. right if you develop if you harvest it too late when it's completely amber no matter what kind of strain it is it's going to give you that couch lock i'm going to go to sleep feel okay right when you harvest it at the point at which the vast majority of the trichomes are cloudy that means that whatever that strain was bred and intended to be effect wise mm-hmm. it will be okay right um what I also learned in that time, in that time, where a lot of growers go, go wrong is you could grow the weed as perfect as you want to. You can mm. do everything I just explained. It could be the perfect amount of weed and perfect, perfect, perfect bud when you cut it down. Mm. But if you don't dry, right, if you don't 
dry your weed under the right conditions, it won't matter. Okay. Right? Um, what I've learned to do, working with AC units, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, right? All, All the things you need to kind of keep the environment as optimal as possible. You want to dry your weed at 60 degrees Fahrenheit, right? With 60% humidity. Don't get me to lying about what the science is behind that. But all the big commercial growers out here that have the reputations I'm trying to get, mm. the Jungle Boys and, and all those guys, yeah. that's how they do their shit, right? And all the people who know what they're doing, that's how they do that shit. 60 degrees Fahrenheit, 60% humidity. This, this is shit I fucked up, right, for yeah. a year and a half before I got right that I'm just telling people for free right now. Okay. Um, you want to dry your weed the right way, right? And again, with none of this shit, is it a shortcut? So even what people do wrong at the end is cool. They try to dry the weed really fast mm-hmm. and like put it in the oven and like, do and all that, types of wild shit that fucks it up. You, you could you could turn what what could have been one of the some of the best weed anybody ever smoked into some of the worst weed anybody ever smoked. Is it still dry. I mean, you could sell anything to anybody yeah. willing to buy it, right? But yeah. would, would I buy it? Absolutely no. not, right? Okay. Uh, absolutely not. Um, so, so you got to dry and cure it the right way. Two mm. weeks, 14 days, mm. 14 straight days of drying. No cut corners. Not a day earlier, not a day later. 14 straight days of drying, right? At 60 degrees Fahrenheit and 60% humidity. Um, from there... You know, get everything chopped down, mm-hmm. get everything trimmed up. I trim everything by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way to store your weed is in glass jars. Glass okay. jars in a cool, dark place. Okay. Right? There's a company that actually um, recently got what is essentially for weed a humidor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a curador. And it's a, it's a curing refrigerator. Same way if you smoke cigars, you would buy a humidor. Or yeah, if you drink wine, you get a wine refrigerator, right? It's a mm. cure door that keeps those jars at the optimal humidity and temperature that you want. Okay. Right? We could last in jars for well over a year if stored in the right environment. Okay. Right? Um, what people don't realize is every time you touch it, every time you open and close a jar, right? Especially if you put your weed in plastic, that's the easiest way to, like, degrade it. So right. like the the rubber the rubber made bins and all that that ain't good. No. Oh no. shit. Glass strictly jars. Glass jars is the best way to store your weed. Glass jars. That's the best no way. No rubber made, no uh nothing. What else niggas put them in? What about vacuum seal? No. No, that's probably the, that is arguably the worst way. Real? Right? That plastic vacuum sealing it. Right? You got to think. Those little trichomes that I'm talking about, they're sensitive. Right, if you can see them under a microscope, that means every time something touches it, you're rubbing those trichomes off. Okay. Right. So when you're weed, it's a reason why even in glass jars, right? Like even in glass jars, um, you'll notice over time that we you, you'll have more shake when you getting ready to get rid of that jar than when you first put the weed in, right? Because even in the glass jars, the weed is breaking down. You'll notice the whole side of the jar is sticky. That's from the shit rubbing up against it, right? Mm. Um, but in plastic. In plastic, especially when you vacuum seal it, it degrades your weed way quicker um, than anywhere else. Like, it, like, it's a reason why it's more money, really, 
in genetics and in all these other little third-party products, the curadors, the, the, the scissors, the tents, the lights, the, all the other shit you need to grow weed than in the weed itself. Right, it's because all this shit helps you preserve oh, that end yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? So how much how much do you have to invest to successfully pull like pull this off? And I'm saying this without the stuff you just named, like those, because that's not a necessity, like the refrigerator you just mentioned. But the necessities of the process, how much do you think total you had to put into it? I think it depends on what your end goal is, okay. right? Like if your end goal is just to grow. Your own little personal stash of weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me put it like this. I don't want to put a number on that. Okay. Right? Because that depends. That totally depends on what your motivation and your resources are. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that's motivated enough with any budget could, like, do whatever they want in this industry. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, not all these breeders I'm talking about come from money. These are just guys who, like, took the time to, like, perfect the craft and got lucky. Right? right? Like, not all of them are silver spoon fed people yeah right like some of these guys don't work with a lot of resources but they've developed the brand and the following that like that i'm trying to develop yeah right um so for me it's just about how much genuine effort like like genuine time you're willing to put in to to learning the craft versus Mm -hmm. just looking at it like oh it's weed let me grow it. Let me make some money, mm-hmm. right? Like there are plenty of people doing that, and there's nothing wrong with that either, right? Like do whatever motivates you. But I guess in terms of what I pulled off, I don't know what I've pulled off yet because I haven't really accomplished what I want to accomplish. Like in doing it yet, I'm blessed and I'm happy that like people fuck with what I'm doing and like what I'm doing and support it. Um, but what I'm trying to really transition into next is the genetics aspect of it i realize on one hand like that's where the real money is right the people who are creating these strains mm-hmm. right not just the people who are growing these strains okay right you want to be the um, one to put that seed um, together yeah like there's some mm-hmm. really good breeders out here who no matter what they create people are gonna fuck with it people are gonna buy it the day it drops okay because they know would they you know say these guys know what they're doing would you say they the money makers of the, uh, the Absolutely, Industry. absolutely, okay. and 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 of course, in in terms of the growing aspect of it, the visual aspect of it, yes. Right? Okay, like your breeders, your reputable reputable breeders are the ones like making the money for okay. real. Okay, right, right, like like really making the money. Okay, um, exotic yeah. genetics. I'll use him as an example. Some some guy named Mike mm-hmm. who has, like, really established himself in the industry. Okay. Right? Whenever he has a drop, I don't care what the name of the strains are. If I even even have never heard of it. It's going to sell. I have no doubt in my mind. I'm going to learn something that day. Right? Okay. Like, just the fact that Mike is releasing this strain. It's some good shit. It's some good shit. Okay. I don't got to question that. Okay. Right? Same thing when you talk about seed junkies. Right? Mass medical strains, the second generation, for the gen- brand. like these guys, you you don't even have to question if they know what they're talking. You about. know, it's a one, right? So I'm trying to establish my genetics, my company, right? Working with some of those big names that people don't have to question the validity of what it is I've bred with, it but may- also like some of the smaller growers who I know, right? Who are yeah. in situations just like mine. Right, who I know 
are growing shit just as good as those big names mm-hmm. without that platform. Okay. Right? So for me it's like I like I like to kind of have a have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So every other I realize every other harvest I'll I'll run a lot of big name genetics, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll run genetics from like some smaller lesser known breeders who are producing shit that is just as good as these big name people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um cuz I want people to support me. Like I want people to continue to support me, mm-hmm. right? People supported me when they didn't have to, and I started from the bottom know, of nothing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I feel like you got to give that support to get it. Hundred percent. So your ultimate goal is to to grow your own, to have your own seeds. Yeah, that's the that's like that's right now, you know, and 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 hopefully when I accomplish that, there's another goal to set, right? But right mm-hmm. now, I feel like I've Accomplish everything I want to accomplish in terms of my knowledge growing, which never stops. But I know enough at this point that I'm ready to transition into the breeding realm. Yeah. Right. And from there, you transition into something else. You never try to stop learning about either thing. But, yeah, that's that's sort of my next step. Okay. Right. That's my next step, getting into the into the breeding the aspect of it. Right. Yep. So was, if, if you was to meet somebody on the street that had uh, curiosity of smoking, from a business and from your your own experience, what would you tell that person? Like they carry, I want to smoke, but why should I? Like I don't think it's good. My job, this and that. I don't want that stigma. Yeah. What would you tell that? Person? In terms of smoking, in terms of actually smoking weed, like honestly, I leave that up to people. Like I don't. Okay. I don't want to give nobody advice on smoking weed. Right. Okay. If you want to smoke weed, smoke weed. If you don't, don't. If you feel guilty about it, okay. Go talk to somebody else. Like I ain't here right, to be. Right, right. I feel you. Be a counselor. Right. I feel you. Like, that ain't my intention at all. Um, but if it's somebody who wants to grow, who wants to get into the, into the industry, like one, like, like just being real, if you don't have no money, if you're not willing to put no money up, like, don't do it. Don't waste my time at least. Like go waste somebody (laughs) else's time. Um, and, and I don't mean like a whole lot of money, but I mean, at least the willingness to like do this shit the right way. Right. What would you say is the base to start? How much you need? Lights, genetics, soil. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to grow any way outside of organic no-till soil. Okay. So if you want to grow hydroponically and buy, like, salt-based chemicals. And this is strictly indoor. Indoor or outdoor. Okay. Right? right. But, no, you you know, indoor or outdoor is where I grow and how okay. I grow is applicable, right? Okay. Um, But, you know, I don't know nothing else except how to make soil and grow in soil. Mm-hmm. Right? I swear by that. Um, the genetics. You get what you pay for, right? It'd be hard to name every reputable and quality genetics company, but there are a lot of them, and you just got to take the time to do your research, right? right. Like, we're kind of lucky right now with Instagram because Instagram is just... A marketplace for real. It's a, it's a repository of information if you yeah. use it the right way, Yeah. right? So I spend a lot of time on Instagram, literally searching through all these different breeders and companies and reading comments. Mm-hmm. I read comments. Like I read what people are Good talking information about. It's on just, comments. it's a repository of information for growing if you use it the right way. Okay. Right. And what I've also learned in growing is that a lot of people are willing to share information with you. Right. Mm-hmm. They are. Like if you ask the right people, the right questions, though it is a competitive sort of marketplace, um, people are very outgoing, mm-hmm. which, which was a little surprising as well. Like people aren't generally um, handcuffing information. Right? More, they'll, they'll share things with you. The hippie life. Because this person lives in Oregon, 
you live in Washington, D.C., like, you're no competition to them. We right? brings you, people together. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. Like, it really does. And beyond that, you know, your lights, right? It's, it's no different than anything else. Like, you get what you pay for. So I'm not saying go just because it costs $1,700 buy a light. Mm-hmm. But there are companies like, you know, Lux Lighting, where I buy my lights, uh, Fluence Bioengineering, Timber Grow Lights, you know, other companies like that where you know their lights are going to be of a certain quality versus that one that you found on Amazon okay. cost $150, right? Um, so if you want to do it the right way, you could either you could either be me, right? You could waste almost two years of trying to fucking cut corners and buying the cheap-ass lights. And That's what you did. Using the bagged soil and buying the genetics that this dude wanted you to buy just because it has a certain name attached to it. And that stunts your growth. Well, I just didn't know what I was doing. Okay. Right? I just okay. didn't know what I was doing. So you didn't intentionally say, let me try the cheapest route. No. Yeah, you were like, just trying I, I wish I waited maybe six months to save a little more money to and then buy, buy the, the shit that yeah. was worth buying to do it the right way. But that trial and error, you know, has given me this perspective, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you want to do if you want to do it the right way, be willing to spend a little bit of money um, and just be willing to, like, do your homework and be mm-hmm. willing to fail, right? Like, right. like. You could also That's anything. You could in hindsight, you could have had all the resources in the world. You could have bought the best lights and the best soil and the best genetics and still not really have known what you were doing. Right. Right? So it is a it is a real sort of trial by error type of uh craft, if I could call it that. Mm-hmm. Right? That like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fail a little bit before you get it right. And that's with that's with Anything. anything. That's with anything. Pretty that's much. Anything. It's all. Anything. It's all. The, the test of the process is what's going to determine if you really want yeah. this. That's for anything. So, um, my next question was, uh, and we we are stoned before we did this too. But uh, <laughs> my next question was, um, as far as when you when you um, oh, how do you smoke? What what is your preference? Oh, I like backwoods. Backwoods, okay. Exclusively almost. Okay. <laughs> I'll occasionally like smoke out of a vape or something, but no. Nah, I like backwoods. I okay. just do. I don't know why. I just do. What about papers? Nah. Nah. I mean backwoods. They hit they to me paper. I'm not in and for the people who don't know. I smoke but I don't smoke often. I smoke when it's around. I smoke when I feel like it. I smoke certain occasions, but called as he said, he smokes every day. So he's a real smoker. I I might fake like I am, but I don't smoke that much, real that much. But yeah, I know. I know <laughs> smoking papers for me, they hit harder, but they burn a lot quicker. But I think you can attest to this too. You don't go for this route because you do what you do what you do because you want. But some people smoke it because it's more cleaner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you, I, I hear know. that. But how do people people say that? But how do you fucking know, right? Like. That's True. what kind of baffles my mind. And True. Look, it's already weed, yeah. right? I'm already fucking burning something in my lungs. <laughs> so, like, fuck how, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy this shit the way I want to enjoy it. Yeah, as you should. But what I tell people, if it's mm. your weed, you roll it however you want to roll it. Yeah. When it's mine, you're not going to dictate how right, it's being right, rolled, right. Right? right? So people will look at me like I'm crazy, but if I'm with you and you want to roll a paper, cool. I'll wait to smoke later. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't even want to hit it, honestly. Like, oh, you're, you just want to. So... I don't even get into those little debates, right? Like as you should, you I just have, do what you do. I yeah. have graduated to a certain place yeah. where it's like, I'm good. Trust right. me, like, I'm you straight. Smoke how you I'm gonna smoke, smoke how I want to smoke. Um, yeah, no, but like, 
Yeah, backwards. How do you good. feel? <laughs> how do you feel about the conferences and the weed? What's the the weed event that's coming up? You told me to go to. Oh, the, the National Cannabis Festival. So, how do you feel about the conferences? Nah, and it's shit cool, like that? man. It's cool. Um, I think you need more black rep, rep, representation there. I'm gonna keep saying that. Okay. But those type of things are cool. Like those type of things are pushing this industry forward. Right. Right. Um. I think you still, you know, there needs to be more of an emphasis on black companies being represented mm-hmm. primarily because of the fact that, you know, so long as these things are developing and there's still black people sitting in jail, federal and state prison, or having sold weed in states where weed is now recreationally yeah, legal. They should be free. It should be free one, but like, like I love when people want to grow. Okay. Right? I've really have I really have I met other people who want to grow. Like I would love to teach someone what I was taught. Okay. Right? Who who must willing, teach what's taught. Who's willing to like put as much energy into it as I'm trying to put into it because I'm trying to build. Right. right. And again, I didn't start this thing with endless resources. I started this thing with very, very, very limited resources. Mm-hmm. And so in trying to build, the only way I can build is either through resources of my own or collectively, right? Um, but I'm, I'm still one man, right? There's yeah. a very physical aspect involved in making soil and mm-hmm. taking care of plants and watering plants and doing all this shit, yeah. right? Um, and I, I still want to, like, build with people. That's my biggest focus right now, like, finding partners. So so anybody hearing this, they can reach out and wait for Anybody, right? Like, 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 naturally, I'm, I'm guarded, I'm cautious, Right, I feel like I've put a lot of energy and effort and sacrifice into something, but you open. But I'm certainly like open to okay. to talking and building with people. And even if they want to get some information, yeah, some knowledge, yeah, cool. it might cost them a little something, but right. <laughs> as it should. Yeah. So how you feel about how do you feel about um oh my it wasn't how you feel. Have you ever got any static with the law doing this no, at all? Never. never once. Okay. Never once. So. As long as the state's laws were like say what they say, if let's let's hypothetically, if something would happen, like say a police, say if a police come to you, your house, uh, your neighbor had a complaint, and they came and they see a tent and they see some weed. What what? How do you handle that? I always, I mean, I mean, just being where I'm from, I move cautious, right? Right. So, um, I've always. Just maintain my shit within the confines of, of what's legal so that if anything ever does uh, present itself as an issue, I don't have anything to hide. Okay. Right? So I don't, I'm, I'm, I move with a certain level of caution because you never know, you know, if someone thinks you have more than you have yeah. and wants to take it from you, right? Yeah. But at the same time, within the legal aspect of it, uh, I'm less worried about it. Okay. Because I know I'm not, I'm not doing anything illegal. Yeah, but I think I, I ask that because I think initially, like, especially if you're not from DC or you're not in the world of growing, oh, it's, it's they shocks might you be a little like, bit. Yeah, they might be like cautious. Say, and like I said, a situation like I said, some neighbor coming to police, not you might be cautious, like, oh, well, they. But in all reality, you shouldn't worry if if it's legal in the state, you good. They don't yeah. even uh, yeah. plain and simple. Yeah. Okay. So um, lastly, uh, out of all the out of all of the states. That you've been in the places out of the states, where have you ever smoked your best weed? Where has it came from? Man, that's hard to say. 
I mean, honestly, that's hard to say. I smoke some good weed everywhere, right? I smoke some good weed everywhere, and I think everywhere you got, like, good weed. It ain't even a cliche thing, but I can't say that the weed I smoked in Colorado or Oregon or California was any better than the weed I smoked on okay. the streets in Atlanta yeah. or Florida or, yeah. or here, right? Yeah. Um, what I will say with, with confidence, having been different places in the world, having been to Amsterdam— like where you can find weed, like the best weed I've found, and I believe, especially in the growth scene, the best genetics are definitely like right here in the states. Okay. Right. Um, and there are enough places where if you are like a real live weed connoisseur, like even in Michigan, mm-hmm. weed is recreationally legal now. Right. Okay. There are dispensaries, recreational dispensaries that, that you can walk into, Massachusetts, you know, Colorado, Oregon. Right. I was in Portland not too long ago. It was a uh, a weed shop, a, a, a dispensary called Oregon's Finest, literally two blocks down from my hotel that I walked in and smoked some of the best weed I had smoked all year, just okay. buying it out the shop. Okay. Right? So it's definitely a, a lot of places here that, that that have some of the best weed you can find. Okay. Um, yeah. So in closing... Um, you got a lot of answers about the industry, about the experience of growing, the process of growing, and some knowledge about Charm City Organics and how it's taking off and the plans for the future. So if you could let everybody know how they can get in contact, if they can get in contact. Yeah. And uh, is are they able to, you know, do business? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm always down to talk to people about doing business. Um, my Instagram is the best way to get in touch with me. At Charm City Organics, uh, follow me, send me a DM. I do respond. <laughs> I don't have that many followers. Um, and, you know, above just, like, the smoking of weed, I'm always down to just talk to people about this industry, what I learned, what I want to do. Yeah, if you're genuine and you want to connect, please reach out. All right. And Baltimore native locally in D.C. at the moment. So, you know, if you're in D.C., shout out Mahala. Uh, if you're looking for something, maybe he could point you in the right direction. So with that being said, we out. We need answers podcast. So next time. Oh, and um, dang, I meant to say this from the top. This is the day after the Ravens took that L, but you know, <laughs> next year. So the city kind of depressed right now, but we good. We be back on top next year. So we we'll need see. answers. We out. All right. Peeking out the window She already know my niggas They gon' come and see you They like bang little miserable boy You gon' see you <laughs> A young boy I'm a gangbanger Fangers black hoodie crew Fuck you niggas Middle finger Nigga And if you gon' ride